0: Think that Juan Dixon is um, having sex with a random woman out s- at the laundromat?
1: No, but he is doing. He's doing a commercial again. because <laughs> <laughs> he has no money. <laughs> and I know, cop in a budget is so low. Poor thing. He has and he has talked about it, and Robin has said that before. And I know from people that I've talked to that he has to do the team laundry. Remember, he they went to a full um, tournament and he had forgotten to bring the jerseys, mm-hmm. and then they had to wear the uh, they had to they had to wear the um, the team that was that they were visiting their other alternate jersey because they didn't have jerseys, the students didn't have jerseys. And then they played and they lost. And it was like the worst thing ever. And that was like on in the news, because Juan forgot the laundry at his home, because he does the laundry after every game, and he has to prep and bring all the laundry. I know that for a fact. So I know that the people that are wearing the copin jersey and sitting with him in the laundromat and helping him with the laundromat, those are people that are team aides and assistants who are or interns that are helping him with laundry. So I don't think that. I I just I just refuted one more time online. Somebody saying, "Oh, this girl looks like she looks like Karen, and she oh, this looks exactly like Karen, a young Karen." And I'm like, "No, and she's no, a she, young girl. Yes. And why are we now talking about her? Yes, a poor girl. Oh my, oh, my God, my you just yes. you just Did vilified me? some girl who." who who was making light of the fact that they have to do the team laundry. They don't have the budget to get done, laundered separately outside.
0: This girl, I so I don't, I don't, you know, I don't care about one really. Uh, I I'm whatever about Robin right now. Um, mm. actually, really enjoy her on the show. Yes. But um, I feel really, really bad for this girl who is getting dragged by the internet. Mm-hmm. All this shit about
1: Robin. Oh, he here's the part fan. that I'm yes. really irritated about is that it's been a day and a half, and neither Robin nor one have come on to tell us that this is a student and you need to stop bullying her. By the way, it's not a student. It's a really, it's a hardworking girl. She's a director of basketball director, operations. Yeah, she, the one in At, the game one, because there are two different girls. No, no, no. It's the
0: same school. girl. It's the same girl. Oh, okay. It's in her, her name. I'm not going to say her name, but she's the director of basketball operations. She's got like a public Instagram, whatever. Like she's a hardworking chick. And she, like, is a basketball, like, superstar. And she's, like, got a very accomplished little life. And it just pisses me off that, like, I get that everybody wants to, like, see Robin get humiliated. I think everybody's, like, really into it right now. Like, we're all just, like, really getting off on, like, Robin making an ass out of herself. But in this situation, it's actually really dangerous and offensive to this girl. She's a young girl. She's and a young, she's helped, a, a, yeah. accomplished woman of color who right. is probably doing her dream job. And yeah. instead, she's getting dragged on the internet right. by these fucking I'm idiots. about that. Yeah, so I, I posted it on my Instagram stories yesterday because I was like, I need clarify. Like, I think we're also living in the world right now where everybody is like so horny for clicks and like yeah.
1: shares and retweets and views. I bet that- your post about t- saying she's a no, she's not it isn't getting zero clicks no but the one clicks. with saying oh she looks like karen is getting the most clicks exactly because i
0: think what people want to be doing is they want to be riding this like robin hate train and i get it robin has given us so much reason this season to hate her i understand i think that anybody who is triggered and annoyed by robin dixon i completely understand but you have to realize that in this situation it's not really Rob- robin's not even you guys are making fun, like you're dragging this girl into it. And that's the thing that like really bothers me. I get it. Hate on Juan Dixon. And by the way, we've alluded to as, yeah. as much on this podcast that the rumors about Rob, about Juan and the blogs and all that stuff, it's not completely unfounded. Okay. the Arthi over
1: here <laughs> guessed quite accurately. Why? By the way, <laughs> what, how clear why was that? You, you
0: are. I'm like Miss Cleo here. You are. You you guessed. You you made up a story about why Juan was going to the Cambria Suites to give this girl her his credit card, and it ended up being the exact story that Robin told later on the Patreon about what happened, which I thought was just so fucking funny. And then you also accurately guessed uh-huh. that they would forget about Sharice and they would wheel her out at the very end of the reunion. Which seems to be the case right now.
1: Thank you. I'm right. So believe me when I say this girl isn't it. And you better be you better be laying off of her because she is not it. And you shouldn't be doing this to an innocent person. Yes. Thank Come you. Come on. This is horrible. Yeah. Yeah. All <laughs> right. Uh, let's just dive into
0: Potomac since we're here already. Um, so we open back up with Giselle and Candace going at it. A lot, lot of... Uterus talk—we've covered it already last week. Mm-hmm. Arthi introduced us to the term "hyster sisters," <laughs> and and you know, my life has never been the same since. <laughs> it's changed. You're looking for the forward better. to your
1: hysterectomy. <laughs> Truly, I I'm like <laughs> well, you know, it's a sisterhood. It's I'm a like, sisterhood. Well, is, it's so oh, hot flashes <laughs> yeah. and moving.
0: It's beautiful. I, <laughs> I feel empowered by this term that you've. I'm like, I I you know, I don't. Necessarily wish that I have to have a hysterectomy because it seems like a, quite a traumatic surgery. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, if I was to have to have that happen, you know, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm okay. I'm yeah. Hey, I'm joining the hister sisterhood.
1: <laughs> the histerhood. Yeah. <laughs> it is better than the menopause, maams. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: So Giselle and Candace are going at it about this Chris stuff or whatever. Giselle says that Candace made a bigger deal out of it, which is like that's I mean that's that's some gaslighting right there. For <laughs> her to say. That was Candace- a lot of a lot of uh breakdown of the word gaslighting. Is it gaslighting or not? No, later on, Karen goes, Karen goes, this is classic gaslighting. And Andy goes, no, I think you're throwing gas on fire. And she goes, oh. right, Andy, I stand corrected. <laughs> I can't wait to get to the Karen segment. It was my favorite. But OK, so in this situation, mm-hmm. Giselle said that Candace made a bigger deal of it by reacting the way that she did. And here's the thing about Giselle. Giselle. I kind of figured it out because later on when Andy's like, oh, you don't share anything about yourself, and mm-hmm. but you demand it from other people, whatever, she's like, oh, I asked you a question. You don't have to answer it if you don't want to, mm-hmm. right? Giselle does this thing where she pokes and pokes and pokes and pokes, and then if you have a reaction to it, mm-hmm. that's on you. It's mm-hmm. your fault for that's making guess. it a bigger I deal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, <laughs> but she's made an entire career out of it. Career out
1: of it. Out of it. Yeah.
0: But the most surprising thing in this conversation was
1: Mia chiming in for no reason at all. No, no, it is, is there there. is a reason because only two hours ago, oh, a week ago, in the previous reunion segment, remember, Giselle said Mia's uh, husband was embezzling money. So Mia, it's finally, finally entered Mia's consciousness. Wait, Giselle said something negative about me. Let me chime in. That's what happened. Remember Giselle when her. but after she chimed her. in and then she supported Giselle.
0: That's what's confusing about Mia. Yeah, she said, "Yeah, you you are you do." No, no, do no, that. I'm talking I'm talking about the Chris segment. When Giselle, oh, yes, yeah. You're right, sorry. Go Mia ahead. chimes in and she's like she's like, "No, but listen, Candace, it's not crazy for she, first. she's like, "Yeah, Candace, you did make a bigger deal out of it. What you should have said is, yeah, your husband needs to apologize for obviously being inappropriate with Giselle, and then Giselle has to be like, "Wait, wait, wait! I didn't, I didn't say that." (laughs) Which I thought was actually like, even though I was annoyed about Mia chiming in, I thought it was a great example of like, Giselle, this is why you have to be careful with your words because most of the world and most of the Housewives viewership is a very passive viewership. They kind of like hear information and kind of like translate it into something else in their minds. So I think it's important for us to see that as an example of like you just said right now chris didn't do anything to you mm. you felt as giselle said uncomfortable and yes. then mia heard that as chris did something inappropriate right. to her
1: right so like that was a perfect example of like why giselle the you can't be whatever you want the viewership of real households is 90 percent Mia's and Teresa's who don't mm-hmm. get an analogy,
0: yes, correct. and don't
1: get and don't get the semantics, mm-hmm. don't understand the difference between closely related words. Yeah. So it's you know so that is something that we have to be careful, and that's what um, when when Giselle or anybody on any of these platforms accuses somebody else of something egregious it can take on a whole other form in the viewership and the audience. And it takes on its own. And then once it does, here's the part where Giselle goes wrong is, if you did not mean it and it took on this form in the audience, it is now incumbent upon Giselle to clarify it and make sure. And the only way to clarify it for the audience, again, to understand... Is to apologize and say, I didn't mean it to be that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. I felt uncomfortable. That does not necessarily mean that he did something to make me feel uncomfortable. The situation was uncomfortable for me. I did not want to continue in that situation. But he didn't He didn't do specifically anything other than being present in a room to make me feel that okay so she needs to have clarified it because she made the way she presented it it did and 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 i have to say this giselle is doing that correction now in the reunion but on the show candace is right she went to each person Mm -hmm. and every time she went to a different person the story took on its own um different different flavors Mm -hmm. in some cases it was uh, the green room. Some of it, it was the hotel room. Some of it was her bedroom. And in each of those cases, it was also uh, Chris was uh, was the, what, what did she call him? The, she said uh, he wanted a sneaky link. Sneaky link. And yeah. he was, he wanted to get with her and he was trying to get with her. That's how she felt. Yeah, and now was, she's saying comp- that he didn't do anything inappropriate. She exactly. she's also saying that she didn't she doesn't remember it was late and we were tired and she doesn't remember what he was saying he was complaining about Candace. Yep. In other places she says, "Well, he was trying to get with me." That's what I felt, and I'm mm-hmm. like, "Okay, but what did he say?" Yeah. You don't remember exactly what he said. Exactly. So the what I'm I'm waiting for Chris to come and just eviscerate her next week, but I know it's going to be like thirty seconds. It looks like it's going to be a big segment, but it's probably going to be a very short segment. She's going to say, I'm sorry. He's going to say, shove it up your ass. And that will be it. But the point is that it's not enough. And you can see the pain in even in the clips that they show of Chris saying, I had to answer to my employer. I had to answer to my family on all of this. You cannot be doing this to me. You're painting me out to be this predator that I am not yeah and that's how the viewership viewed them you're right it's it's the viewership is a whole bunch of mias and derisas
0: yeah they um, don't get it no they don't now one thing that did get refuted was desperate deborah and her little claims about happy eddie Mm -hmm. and chris Mm -hmm. and then she still blamed editing which was i was like man i wish i had the nerve yeah (laughs) to
1: be sitting next to wendy and still saying Deborah thinks it was the editing and they did say he did say that he was flirtatious but she said that about Chris a lot more than she did about Eddie Eddie, she didn't I mean um, at least Ashley did not bring up Eddie again Yeah. so that was she was saved there but if she had brought up Eddie you know Wendy was right there she was gonna shiver with that big feather thing that's (laughs) on her chest (laughs) that dress is gorgeous it is she looks so good, um, but they also have to wear dresses that they can sit comfortably in. That is the point. She looked like she and was like, comfortable. She didn't look like she was comfortable every time she had to get up, and it was like a stiff thing that was sitting on her rib cage. And then Karen's was one where it was all getting crumpled up and raising up because of that thin material that it was all built on. They really need to wear something that's comfortable once they sit down. It looks it looks very comfortable standing up. But once they sit down, it gets harder for them. Honestly, Giselle looked the most comfortable. Oh, yeah. That was like <laughs> the out- the outfit was
0: hideous, but it, was, it looked very comfortable. Okay. Uh, we go to the segment about Candace's Instagram Live and Robin's little Bluetooth speaker stunt. And uh, Robin does admit that she was in her feelings. She didn't actually listen to the whole thing. She didn't scroll all the way down. Didn't scroll all the way down. Classic, classic Housewives behavior. Just heard what she wanted to hear and immediately reacted to it. But I think the other thing that Robin is not saying out loud is that Robin got in her feelings when Candace got to Miami, heard what happened between Mia and Wendy, and took Wendy's side. Yes. I think that's ultimately what happened. Yes. And she's not going to admit that because Robin is a stubborn hoe. And Mm -hmm. so here we are. (laughs) It's just so silly. Um, Robin says, You can't get mad. She says to Candace, You can't just keep getting mad about things that happen on camera. It's a show. This is what we're doing.
1: Cut to watch what happens. (laughs) Robin and the kind of statement (laughs) she's made. (laughs) It's like a me and also me, me. (laughs) It's the best. I posted oh a meme God.
0: of the Spider-Mans pointing yeah. to each other. Yeah. And I could honestly do that about once a week with Robin. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> then we got to my favorite segment, which is the Karen segment. Yeah. Where essentially they call Karen out on like stealing ideas, being full of shit. And the <laughs> best thing about Karen is that she doesn't answer a single question. She does oh. that thing that you describe, which is like, you'll ask Karen like, How's the weather, Karen? And Karen will be like, well, it snowed today. And also, did you know that cupcakes sometimes come in vanilla and also chocolate? And you're like, what?
1: That's what she did. Yeah. But it won't be something sensible like that. It'll be something like, uh, you know, koala bears were found in uh, in Ohio (laughs) last week. Something like that, like ridiculous. So you are like so distracted. That you're like you you're like what? Oh, <laughs> That's no. it, and you're I out of it. There's water
0: everywhere. Hold on. Oh no! I got too excited. There's water on my keyboard and all over my phone. Hold on. Oh God! There's water everywhere.
1: Oh no! I just watched you do that too in slow motion. <laughs> Sorry, so slow? I didn't mean to make you laugh so hard that you spill. Oh my God! It's. <laughs> It's all over. She just ran out of the room to find something to wipe this off. Oh my, that's that's like a whole bath towel you're using to wipe all of it. Oh my goodness. That's a lot of water too.
0: Oh, Nothing wow. was spared.
1: Everything. Did you get, I don't know. She cannot hear me now. I'm talking to myself. But this is, oh wow. That's a lot. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make her laugh so hard that she spilled all of the water in the water bottle. I am so funny. I just I just talked to myself for about five minutes. I'm just. I'm Are you just saying about what happened? I made to me? you laugh so hard that you spilled half a half a gallon of water all Hold over down. your desk.
0: Hold
1: and then you brought out a big bath towel, and now she's going out for more. Okay, she's back, everybody. She's back. She's it was back, the koala everybody. bears.
0: They took me out. <laughs> the koala bears of, of Ohio. Nothing was spared. Can I put my um, keyboard in rice? <laughs> should I put I my know. whole laptop in rice? So I don't did know. you put it
1: upside down on the towel? You should do yeah. that. Like put yeah, the towel yeah. down and then put the keyboard yeah. upside down. Yeah, okay. that's what I did. Okay. Yeah. I was like, I "Oh my god!" She walked in with the bath towel. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> that's how
0: much water. <laughs> it
1: was so much water. <sighs>
0: all right, all right. Let's focus again. Anyway, oh, Karen man. and koala bears. <laughs>
1: But that's what Karen does, is that she is a smart woman, smart enough to know when to dial in her delusion, and then dial right out of it when she she wants to. She really, truly does that. And you go and watch from season one to now, there are times when uh, uh, Karen is super smart, knows exactly what she's doing, but every time she gets confronted, she will do something so delusional and so hilariously off kilter that you are now quite confused and you don't know whether you should laugh or cry. What's going on here? And then you get distracted and she's off the hook. She does this all day long. And we I love every bit of it because I'm looking forward to those things. But I know that it must be frustrating for her cast base. Yeah.
0: And I understand that. like, Because that's kind of everybody's frustration with like, Giselle or like Robin or even Ashley right is like the issue with her is with them is that like they'll say some outlandish shit and then they will switch over in a second to like honestly it's Mia too she does it too Mm -hmm. but there's something about Karen because I think when she says the right stuff Mm -hmm. it's so good that you're like Mm -hmm. okay you're a real human being in there like you're not a complete Looney Tune clown right um this is where we talk a little bit about Giselle's hysterectomy and her No, before hypocritical- that, uh, yeah. uh,
1: Andy compares Karen's show oh, and yeah. says that the Countess was the inspiration. And Karen is not having it. She's
0: not, not interested in being compared to Luann. It's no. crazy to me.
1: Yeah. Because I was like, no, but that's literally... <laughs> What the show is so if the Karen uh, fans are called La Dames and Robin fans are called the Boring's, yeah. What would the reality is fans we call the reality is Nation like Ryan like Bay. Ryan
0: like Ryan Bailey said. Um, I don't know. My gut says we should be called something delicious like the Samosas or like
1: a Bombay. No, no, <laughs> no. What is it that your favorite phrase, which is the Personal experience? What do you call it? Private. Experience. Oh, my private experience. Yeah, that's what it should be called—the private experience.
0: The private experiences.
1: S- experiences. I not know the
0: privates. Not <laughs> the privates. <laughs> yeah, but okay. So we go to this Giselle hysterectomy and her hypocritical double standards. I really enjoyed this segment because Andy really was like, "Giselle, I'm not going to let you get away with what you do mm-hmm. every single time. Like, I'm gonna. Mm-hmm. I've been on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I've been getting a lot of at Andy, hate, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm sick of it, and I'm going to do my job today. It really seemed like Andy, like, binged every single episode of Potomac because later on, he even reminds Robin about her umbrella fight with Monique. I was like, Andy never does that. Like, yeah. he's always at he these things like – He never goes back a
1: few seasons no. and brings up, like, petty fights. He no. never does
0: that. And so I was very impressed by it. Um, the people on the internet are, like, upset because they're, like – Well, Giselle is finally telling us that she has a sister and all these things. And, like, I think the criticism of like Giselle doesn't really talk about herself is valid only because she doesn't talk about herself with her castmates. Like, she'll only talk to like Robin about herself, but she's not really gonna like open up to even Ashley or Karen. Yeah or anyone else on the cast. And that I think is, is frustrating, but Giselle's loophole yes. is that she records these moments with other people and says, no, it's on camera. If the editors didn't want to put it, that's that's not on me. Mm. That's on-. And it's actually quite brilliant that mm. she's figured this out. Yeah. Um, we find out that Giselle and Jason are maybe dating each other, I don't know. Mm. Do you think this is real?
1: For the moment, no, I don't think it's going anywhere other than you know Giselle is getting some, and Jason. Jason seems to be a little bit brow thirsty, but I don't know.
0: He was on a podcast saying that he's single,
1: <laughs> and he okay. like
0: compl- he completely like until somebody asked him about Giselle, he was like, "No, I'm single. I'm like dating around, whatever. Yeah, all this." That's stuff. what we,
1: I don't. I think that's how Jason sees it. Like he's yeah. dating around.
0: Yeah. Then we go to the mm. Wendy versus Mia segment, and Mia mm. lies through her veneers. Then in a, a heated moment, she claims that Wendy fucked Peter. But wasn't that a storyline that we were supposed to get about Peter potentially being with Giselle? Remember in the trailers, that was the thing for the yeah. season?
1: You're was right. Like,
0: and Candace was right. We're just up here saying anything now.
1: Yeah. We're just yeah, saying whatever you're we right. Want. Because they said that Peter was dating Giselle. Yes. That's how, the, between the two seasons, that's what we had heard. Yes. And then when it came by, it was Peter trying to do fleece Wendy for money and yeah. do his grift with Wendy. And then Wendy and uh, Eddie filmed with him just to give him that time. But then they realized, okay, this is not going anywhere. And she backed up from it, especially after Mia attacked her. Yeah. Wendy wasn't going to go into business with Peter, given uh, given the baggage. If when, uh, if Mia was going to be the baggage that Peter yeah. brings to the business table, she wasn't going to hang out with him. That would have diluted her ba- brand. There's no way that Wendy would have done a business with Peter at all. Yeah. But uh, but now, Mia saying what she's saying, I hope Eddie and uh, Wendy sue her ass off. <laughs> because this is like ridiculous. This is really, truly saying anything for anything like just making up shit and lies and this is the only kind of lie you can do mia you cannot talk about anything about business or anything like that you're only going to talk about cookies really it's what are you the girl scout no stop (laughs) it there has to be more to more to mia but i don't see it
0: I don't see it either. I could definitely see the desperation in Mia because they have no other income except for the show at this point. So I feel like she was just like, I'm going to just throw a bunch of wet paper towels at the wall and I'm going to see what sticks. And that's about it.
1: Yeah. Um, But if she goes too far, she's going to be out of the show.
0: Oh, yeah, exactly. Robin gives this explanation about calling Wendy antagonistic. We get this like unseen footage piece where where Robin... Okay, Robin does say... Mm-hmm. If you're gonna keep talk if you don't want to fight her, then you need to shut up. If you don't want mm-hmm. her to attack you, then you need to stop talking because if you keep going, she is going to attack you. You gotta mm-hmm. stop right?
1: But like, while holding the holding the phone up and taking a video and it. also
0: while telling her while telling Wendy, yeah, but just fight her ass when cameras are down. what what right? The, so right. it's not actually you don't actually care about about Wendy, you don't care about Wendy. You don't
1: care about two black women fighting. You don't care about you don't care about capturing your real life on camera. You don't care about all three. No. So I'm glad this was caught, and this is a yet another thing that you know next next season Wendy is going to bring up. I'm excited yeah. for next season.
0: Also Robin yeah. somehow manages to blame Karen for not diffusing the situation like in one breath she says, "Look, I told Wendy that you don't want to be doing this Wendy, you need to calm down." But Wendy and I are not really friends, so it really was Karen's job to be diffusing the situation, but she dismissed herself from it. I'm like, "Are you Wait.
1: kidding me, Robin? Come right. on, Robin." First of all, when did Karen become Wendy's best friend? Karen yeah. has never been like super close to Wendy. She's tolerating Wendy more now and has more respect for her now, but she's yeah. never been super close to Wendy. Wendy started this season with uh, really very, uh, absolutely no friends. Like yeah. Karen and Candace were the only ones that were decent to her, mm-hmm. but she really did not have a close friendship with any of them. No. By the end of it, she became closer to Candace, but. And now Karen. But not at that point, they weren't the closest. So why would it be Karen's... Why is Karen being dragged into it? Karen is yeah. right. Stop dragging me into your mess, Robin.
0: Bring up about Sharice holding Robin back. I love that Andy's like, listen, we keep arguing about it. I've called you out on it. They keep rolling the black and white fit- footage. Sharice mm-hmm. did have to get up and stop you from yeah. getting up, you know? And I just love it because multiple times throughout this finale, this reunion and last week, and I'm sure it's going to happen next week, is that editors keep just rolling that beautiful Robin footage oh. of just like Robin being wrong. Now, do I, again, do I think that Sharice needed to get Robin up or needed to get up and get in Robin's face? No, of no. course not. I think that Sharice yeah. did that because Sharice wanted to. True.
1: Yes, because but she, she still... wanted to be in the middle of it, but.
0: Correct. But she did She did get up and put her hands on Charisse, cool. or put her hands on Robin and tell her to sit down, you know?
1: I think when Robin messed with the producers, the producers were like, fuck this shit. We are going to put every bit of stuff that has Robin that is going to go against Robin. We are going to make sure it gets on, and we are going to do this. Yeah, exactly. So this makes me wonder. So when Andy, during the reunion, was asking questions... That actually played up. that actually, um, in retrospect, were putting Robin in a bad light. But this was before Andy knew what Robin had done. Mm-hmm. So it makes me wonder if every other reunion, Andy has been like this, but it has been removed because of editing and giving him, hey, Andy's the nice guy kind of edit.
0: No, I think that in the past, Andy has barely been engaged. <laughs> He's been high,
1: yeah. He yeah. comes. And so, there have been some reunions where he's not even there. He's not present. No, yeah. yeah.
0: I think I think in the past Andy's just slouching and barely getting by. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so they talk about the hypocrisy of how Ashley and Giselle reacted to this vi- fight versus the Monique yeah. fight, mm-hmm. and I like this because Giselle just finally admitted the truth, which is she doesn't like. Wh- First, she's like, oh, it's because of this, because of that, and then at the end, she's just like, yeah, I just don't like her. Yeah. I just don't like her and that's why I didn't defend her. And I'm glad she she said it. And I, I want to pause here for a second because I, I think that there's a lot of people who are watching this, especially black women, um, who are really triggered by Giselle's behavior. And as it goes into the colorism conversation, mm-hmm. I 100% understand that right. perspective because they don't want to see – it's like the way we watch Kyle – coming after like i don't want to see kyle coming after crystal because for me that's a very triggering experience as an asian woman so i understand if it's like this isn't entertaining to me this is frustrating and it's Mm -hmm. it's aggravates me because the thing that people don't understand is that like when someone like giselle chooses to have a stance like this or kyle chooses to have a stance like this there's a lot of ignorant people out there who Mm. who will say see my, I feel validated by one person on television who sees it the way they see it, and I think yeah. that th- that I understand is like extremely, extremely frustrating about Giselle, like what her sitting up there and just being nasty to Wendy the whole time,
1: mm-hmm.
0: being dismissive of Wendy right. when Wendy is in tears talking about how she felt violated and how fucked up it was. Giselle is super dismissive of it. She's like, "Oh well, didn't you? Weren't you guys kissing in Mexico?" Like Giselle's not being a nice person. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was important to sh- to show that because I think that it's always nice for me when yeah. housewives show their ass. Yeah. But I also know yeah. that there are a lot of people a lot sometimes a lot more people that agree with something like that and they feel validated in their bad behavior rather right. than seeing Giselle for what she's being, which is a terrible human yeah. being. Yeah, and I was glad
1: that Andy brought it up that Giselle you we're feeling uncomfortable with Chris, and you want to yes. you want your feelings validated about it and here's Wendy, who truly was violated, was attacked twice, and she's sitting there crying about it, telling you how she feels, and you don't want to give her you don't want to um validate her feelings and then Giselle finally comes out and says that that's because I don't like her. Yeah. So, if you don't like somebody, they can get beat up, they can be attacked, they can be mm-hmm. physically attacked, their physical space can be violated, and you don't care. But you want everybody else to care about Chris coming after a long day and a drunk session to come and talk to you in your room in private. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So this leads to the colorism conversation. And Mm -hmm. so I thought that this was great that Andy prefaced it to say, I'm not the one that should be moderating this. Like, I think that this is more of a conversation that you guys should all have. But Mm. I think that what that did is it kind of let... Bravo took away the onus from themselves on how they should be handling this. Like, I think Bravo said, like... Let's just leave it to the black women to educate the world. And I think that that's really fucking frustrating, especially for black women who are watching this or black people that are watching this. Yeah.
1: Here's it's it's hard, right? You want to be, You want the black women, you want, and if you want to think about it, the victims of discrimination of any kind to be able to be free to voice their opinions and have a discussion. So you want to remove yourself. But then you are putting the onus on the victims, AKA, or AKA, well, you know, Candace and Wendy, to be the people that will educate the others that may be. Um, maybe having some discrimination against them so you are asking the victims to educate so essentially the black black people educating the white people kind of a a situation right but on top of it here's andy he's removed himself and he's like i'm gonna keep quiet i'm gonna listen in you guys talk but he is a first of all by saying that on one hand he's doing the right thing by not trying to moderate the situation. But on another hand, he's also taking the easy way out. Mm -hmm. Bravo is taking the easy way out of saying, you guys discuss it because this is your problem, not our problem. So you guys figure it out and we don't want to get into trouble for anything we say. Instead of bringing in somebody who could have the nuanced conversation. He got up and left for uh, Nicki Minaj why couldn't he get up and leave and even if the if it was the women talking and Wendy is most capable of talking about it yeah. Candace is most capable of discussing it clearly uh, uh Karen could have been an ally in the in the conversation and they all knew coming into that reunion now that Andy describes it they all knew they were going to have this conversation and that Candace was going to lead. So they had actually talked about the semantics Mm -hmm. of how that conversation Mm -hmm. was going to go, which explains to me how, you know, each one of them was ready with an answer and a question, except for Giselle who was stubborn and was, uh, you know, being such a, uh, you know, quote unquote Karen in trying to say that, I don't understand. I don't see it. I don't want, you know, we'll get to Giselle but Giselle had an opportunity to be prepared for the situation and she del- she chose not to be okay yeah that's an aside mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. if if Andy had walked away from that room the women could have talked openly but now they had to talk in a way that would seem that they were having an, uh, uh, a real but not so real conversation with each other. They had to limit what they could say to each other. They had to limit how they say it to each other. And then having um, Ashley in the end, Karen is giving an explanation and then Karen's explanation is better accepted than Candace's, but then Ashley quickly diffusing the whole conversation and bringing it to an end quickly by saying, I recognize you, I recognize your situation, I acknowledge it, and then that's it. That's it? That's the conversation? It was too too short.
0: I, I, I really want, like, I wish that Bravo would show us the whole conversation. I think that what was really frustrating, and I'm sure it's frustrating, again, going back to the thing about Giselle, is that, like, Giselle is there. I, I did think Karen did a good job. I think she, yeah, 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 she for sure she said it back
1: but also to be fair she was prepared for it
0: yeah exactly I think Ashley does a good job of acknowledging acknowledging it Mia is basically just repeating whatever she hears other people say mm-hmm. I do think that she at least understood a little bit like or at least pretended to understand mm-hmm. she did they they all did a lot I mean Robin's kind of like arguing what did about Robin it say? which is, I don't even
1: remember Robin what did said Robin something
0: say? like you know she said Candace said you know I'm viewed as somebody who is like emotional. And I'm, you know, yeah. I talk, I talk back, and I fight, and I'm argumentative, and I, I'm a crybaby. And Robin's like, "Who thinks of you as a crybaby?" And she was like, "People on this cast." And she's like, "I don't understand." She's like, "But maybe that's just like who you are, and not so much." It, I think what Robin was trying to get at was something along the lines of like, "It's not colorism if it's true." Yeah. And and I think that like again, it seems it seems like in this situation, and we say this about when white when black people talk about race in front of white people, mm-hmm. Robin and Giselle both came from a, a place of defense, mm-hmm. even though even though what mm-hmm. Candace was saying was I'm not saying that any of you are colorists.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What I'm saying is we need to be mindful of the way that we Portray or talk about each other because, again, going back to the conversation about the viewership, the way that the viewership views us, the way that people gravitate towards Giselle and Robin. Is it, it has to be understood that, like, a lot of people who watch them are or, or like them, a lot of them are white women. And mm-hmm. so, if all those white people are watching Giselle and Robin criticize dark skinned black women a certain way, mm-hmm. it's going to further validate their feelings about dark skinned white women, black women, mm-hmm. because, well, Giselle and Robin are still black women, right? Mm-hmm. And so, I think that, like, that's what Candace was trying to get at is like, we just need to be mindful of how, how we perceive each other, mm-hmm. even if it's not intentional, because we have a responsibility to the viewers. I think Atlanta – like a lot of people compare Atlanta and Potomac because the conversation is like, oh, well, this could never – we don't talk about this in Atlanta,
1: mm-hmm.
0: even though this could very much happen in Atlanta too. But Potomac women, the cast of Potomac has always been viewed a little bit differently because it was kind of presented as like – a different type society. of black women, yeah. high society, black women. Right? right. And so I think that like, it's always been treated differently. And I mean, I haven't had enough thought to like on that, to like expand on it. But I think that it, all those things kind of fall into why it is sometimes more important to make sure that we're not stereo. I mean, we shouldn't be stereotyping anyone, But why in Potomac, it becomes such a conversation.
1: But also, I think the viewership is slightly different for Potomac and Atlanta. For whatever reason, this conversation came from the viewers, Mm -hmm. right? The viewers started noticing it. The viewers started discussing it. And that's why the conversation is now overflowing into the show. When I go into the Atlanta Twitter feed and look at what people are talking about, they are not talking about this. And I I want... Why is it something that there's so much more, so much other stuff that happens in Atlanta that they don't notice it, or the Atlanta ladies don't approach each other with that, um, with that sentiment. I don't know where it is. Maybe it is the, it is the composition of the folks in Atlanta. Maybe there's other, because it is so focused on the Atlanta scene which which may be very different, maybe music related, maybe uh, you know, uh, uh, maybe showbiz related. That is so different from the Potomac scene, which is not that way. Maybe that is the case. But the, even the viewership is different, and the viewer conversations on the two shows are different, which just underscores the point that not all black shows of uh, not all shows with black women are going to be the same. They yeah. are, uh, uh, you know. They are a huge uh, heterogeneous group and with different experiences that they bring to the table. And that I think is very, um, very, very uh, well demonstrated in uh, Potomac that they have uh, a, they have depths and they have a lot of different backgrounds that they can uh, come from that, that they have to reconcile when they are on a show like this and being co-workers together. So that is certainly uh, something But having said all of that, again, I'm bringing it back to the point that the producers discussed the situation. They knew what was going to happen. Candace did a good job, um, you know, about talking about colorism. And Giselle knew it was coming. And she could be defensive, but Giselle chose to go down that path where she chose to act um, the way she did ask uh, and pretend that she didn't quite understand where Candace was coming from when she should very well do. And to the point where she was so relieved after it was all done, like, okay, can we move on now? Like this was such a yeah. Detour.
0: Do you think that Giselle is purposely acting
1: ignorant or is she actually ignorant? Like I, how can you be actually ignorant when your ex uh, spouse with, is a, you know, Uh, you know, professes to be an activist and your father was an activist. How do you not know this? How do you not know that this is how it it is perceived? How do you not? Giselle is not an idiot. She's not a complete idiot. She has two dark-skinned kids. So it's like,
0: how do you not notice that? And that's what really frustrated me. And I think that, like, this is why it is so triggering for Black viewers to watch this because it's like, how can you be like this? And if yeah. you if you are it's one it's crazy for you to actually be ignorant. But right. for you to be sitting up there and then putting on this show and this yeah. pretending to not know, yeah, that is really that like I think Taria said it on um, on her Instagram. There, it, it's really, really offensive when people sit up uh, sit, sit and pretend to not know. Yeah. Pretending to play dumb, Yeah. About things that are really important doesn't get you off – it doesn't get you, like, you know, scot-free off of taking any accountability for what might be happening. Right. And, like, I think it it was kind of like Candace saying to Ashley – I just appreciate you acknowledging it, right? Yeah. Because Ashley's been online before saying, I've had a problem with every single person. There's no such thing as colorism. Yeah. So for her to sit up there and say, no, I'm, I'm recognizing my own privilege. I have had mm-hmm. issues with everybody, but I recognize the privilege and the understanding that we all need to be mindful of how we treat each mm-hmm. other because of the optics of everything. Mm-hmm. That made Candace emotional because I think that that's something that she wishes Giselle would do. Giselle could have very well sat up there and said, Candace, I don't see you that way. Mm-hmm. I don't mistreat you because of your dark skin. I have two three beautiful dark skinned daughters mm-hmm. and I do not view you that way. I recognize that you feel that way because
1: the just this like is- Giselle felt uncomfortable yeah, in the room I, with I Trey.
0: recognize that you feel that right. way. Mm-hmm. But I just want you to know that I don't view you that way, right? Mm-hmm. She could have sat up there and said that. That's it. That's all she could have said. But the problem is, and this is where Giselle is losing this season, and I I'm, I am don't know where she goes next season because who the fuck is she going to film with, Yeah, is that Giselle is incapable of giving any grace to anybody if she doesn't like you. She did it yes. to Wendy. She did it to Monique for good reason. She did it to, uh, to um, Candace. The only person I've seen her give any grace to is... Karen. Yep. When Karen and her were fighting but Karen got up and started sobbing about her parents dying. Mm-hmm. That was the only time we've seen Giselle drop it and say, "No, you know, I'm going to go and be there for her." Mm-hmm. But Giselle is really like standing ten toes into yeah. her like stubbornness and I'm like this isn't going to play out for you the way that you think it will. And I yeah. cuz I like Giselle in the show.
1: And I I I will bet you once they wrap up the reunion and they walk out Giselle is going to reach out to Candace and she's going to go over and say, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. And all of that. Giselle is incapable of doing it on camera when she needs to she has to come to it by herself she I don't know is she a Taurus or something she's a Virgo and
0: I understand yeah
1: she needs she will do it on her terms she's not going to do it when Andy wants it she's not going to do it when Candace wants it she's not going to do it because the viewership wants it she's going to do it when she feels like she needs to do that and that's the part where Candace and Wendy and everybody will have to be forgiving of Giselle and accept her. But that doesn't come easily when the hurt is very deep, right? Yes. It comes for like simple things we can forgive you. But for deep stuff, coming after you have hurt me and then you have you have stood ten toes deep in that hurt and said, No, I am right, then you come back and say, I get it. Now after a couple of hours, that doesn't work. That doesn't work because it doesn't totally erase what I felt. And, you know, as Maya Angelou said, you remember how you that person made you feel. Yeah. And if they didn't make you feel whole with their apology, you're going to remember it later again and again and again. Every time Giselle does something, they're going to go back to this point and say, okay, see, remember? And she did this and how yeah. it hurt. And that's what Giselle will have a hard time breaking through um these women and becoming their friends because that's where the disingenuity or whatever comes yeah
0: yeah so after this segment Jacqueline is brought on stage and I don't care about their feud but I responded to this the same way as I did when it was on the show like during the show which is that I love when the cast gets a break and they get to watch the show within their show correct they're all just (laughs) reacting to these two fighting Mia's got some sort of a bedazzled box with receipts. Yeah. I think she's got a folder, maybe Jacqueline. What are they
1: like actual receipts? Like, like, what did they bring? Like, what was in the box? I have no idea. What was the receipt? They brought up a lot of papers. They started like scrambling and showing up. But what was those papers? Like, what is it? Is it like your kid's homework? Is it the CES
0: receipt? What is it? It Exactly. I don't know, but I just like that everybody gets a break and then they're like, oh, okay, I can relax and I just get to watch. It's like, can't, they're all laughing. They're all laughing and having a great time watching it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just, I like that for them.
1: I'm like, you know what you guys, you, do, <laughs> you guys you had a very tough conversation. You need a You deserve a break. You deserve a break. <laughs>
0: Um, can we go on to family karma finale? Now? Sure. Sure. Okay. Um, did you cry the whole time? Did you cry? I did, but you know me, I cry. Um, (laughs) I didn't think that I would cry, but then it started and I was like, oh no, this is making me cry so much. Theo doing the peras with them. The peras, oh my God. Using Nani's shawl to like tie it. And then even later on, oh my God, I'm gonna get emotional saying this. When Amrit says to Nicholas's parents, first of all, finding out that Nicholas's parents were dancing in the barat. Yes. Then later on, Amrit saying to Nicholas's parents, You love us. Oh my God, I'm going to get emotional. You love us because you're here, even yeah. though it was hard for you to be. And that's all yeah. that matters. Oh my yeah. God. I was like, What the hell? I don't even like Amrit and Nicholas. I know. wedding made me so freaking emotional. That's how emotional. I think Anisha
1: fell because, you <laughs> was like, and Brian was like sobbing like a baby and like nobody noticed, right? Nobody saw this. <laughs> Um, but the most exciting
0: part of this episode was the Dharma and Reshma oh my conversation. God, that was
1: the best thing. First of all, Lopa telling them, "But sh- go, go talk sh- to her. Go talk sh- to her. Sister. You should go talk to her. I want to see this. Go talk to her."
0: Lopa's just <laughs> excited that Reshma's not fighting with her anymore, but she wants to be able to irritate Reshma somehow without yeah. doing it herself because now her daughter is officially No, but married. now
1: she has Dharma on her side who sort of sees Lopa's point of view. So Lopa is yeah. excited. She's like, see, I told you she's a bitch. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> even, even uh, even Chitra, when they're like, Chitra, what do you think about all this? Chitra's like, I'm not getting into problems with Reshma. Like, I'm not yeah. she says something like, I'm not getting RP. in a bad place with RP. It's like everybody knows Reshma sucks. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So this
0: conversation. Why are you
1: all putting up with Reshma then? What is it? you are also afraid of her.
0: Yeah. Dharma goes up to Reshma. She's like, hey, thanks for the invite here. And Reshma says these things that are so fucking me. She's like, I didn't invite you. Monica's the one that put it together. And she's like, oh, are you enjoying this wedding? She's like, yeah, of course I'm enjoying this wedding. It's a family wedding. It's like my family's wedding. It's like, Okay, relax, Reishma. What's wrong with you? And then she has that joker smile on her face. Yeah. Menacing.
1: Menacing. And the way that she's so bitter. She's so bitter and she's such a negative person. I am, first of all, let me just say, I was afraid that this, this cast was full, going to be full of such nice people that, you know, what I like, love to do in um, Bravosphere is to, you know, just pick on somebody and hate on them. Right. Yeah. And I wasn't getting that hate from this, but now I have a villain. So I'm like going full on into Reshma. Yeah. I'm like, okay, here's our villain. Here she is. You want a villain? Here she <laughs> is.
0: You want a new villain? Here's <laughs> Reshma. Yes. <laughs> Did you see like the, the mean, funky I mean?
1: eyebrows. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Listen, okay. Some people have responded to that being like, this is very mean of you to talk about Rishma. I'm like, Rishma's a mean person with bad mm-hmm. eyebrows. And I will yeah. talk about her. You're just, I make fun of non-desi people, non-brown yeah, all people the time. with and bad if, eyebrows. If anybody if you- can make fun of Rishma's eyebrows, it's us. Okay. By and by the way, the way I will make fun of anybody's eyebrows. You have bad eyebrows. I will make fun of you because if you had good friends, you would not have bad eyebrows. Anybody (laughs) letting people exist in the world with bad eyebrows in this day and age, you don't have friends. Okay. You don't have friends. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What did you think about Bali's dress?
1: I thought it was fun. I thought she came in with a fun vibe. It's fine. She can pull it off. If I show up, I will literally look like a loofah. It'll be like a big blob. <laughs> <laughs> but Bali can pull it off. Oh, Bali yeah. liked it. That's all that matters. Yeah, it, you know,
0: she looked. It I love. Fine. I love Bali because she like wants to look like Met Gala. But like, I will never forget that the first time we met Bali was she was like working in her parents' like floral office rolling in and like nike's adidas slides and like sweatpants and like a shirt and just like complaining about how much she fucking hates it there and so like it always reminds me like that's that's actually bali like yeah (laughs) yeah real bali yeah um on the barate there were a couple of scenes that made me laugh there's just like shot of lopa getting ready and she would look like she was rubbing like marshmallow fluff all over her neck
1: (laughs) Wait, was damn in yogurt Oh my God, it was a yogurt dabba and she was she was rubbing Dan and yogurt. Look, I learned something. I've been using aloe. I didn't know our yogurt could work on uh, sunburns too. I did not know that. I guess that makes sense because it has like a it cooling effect. Yes. yes. I mean, it, yogurt can work on a lot of different things, by the way, because it has the probiotics, but it also has the cooling effect. And yeah. it is like emollient. So it's really, really good. But I had never thought of yogurt.
0: Because <laughs> I grew up with my mom doing uptan masks, and she would just mm-hmm. take turmeric and she would mix it with yogurt and put it on her face. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I was so, so there's I mean, sorry, not Reshma. Lopa is a genius. Um it make- that is
1: like so scary when Rishal comes in, Mom, <laughs> nobody <the laughs> button around with all this <laughs> yogurt on her body and Vishal is like, huh? what's going on? Rishal <laughs> uh. is like, Oh my god, I knew it, she's a demon <laughs> So
0: So the barada was really cute it was cracking me out because like there was a shot of nicholas not being able to make the horse work and then amrit on the other side like literally kissing babies and then they try to hand nicholas a baby and she goes he goes i don't think this is a good idea i would really rather not but
1: again the shot is between these between the hotel and the mall and yeah, so the barrel. These, yeah it's all these shops and all these shoppers walking up amazing amazing and nicholas is right like uh which uh uh um, Amrit was right. Like people were looking out of their hotel windows at the balconies, cheering them on. I thought it was fine. It, it was, was very. It was very reminiscent of how it would happen in India. In India, it would be the streets. It would be yeah. everybody in the town. You would see random people, and you would come down the market street. So,
0: <laughs> so there was um, a a wedding last summer. There was a gay uh, wedding in philly last summer and i didn't i don't know the people but it was friends of my friend Mm -hmm. and so she had it in her instagram story and it was so funny because i have friends who live in philly Uh who don't know this couple and they were like oh my god there's like something really fun going on in like downtown philly and it was because the barat was coming in and they had those like um, color like smoke thingies yeah and so it was all over the streets and they were having so much fun and i was like this is pretty much like that like it seemed like so much fun it seemed like such a nice time yeah um one of the things i really liked was they cut away to like chitra and anisha and i love that chitra was like at anisha's wedding there will be no speeches (laughs) because everybody thinks like oh anisha's like cold and whatever and she's like so set in what she wants she learns it from her mom her mom is exact same person it, it's right. amazing. I love. I love them.
1: But also, this is this wedding and the way it is shown and everything. It is a North Indian wedding. It is yes. a Punjabi and Sindhi wedding. This is not how all weddings in India happen. South Indian weddings are very different. East Indian weddings are very, very different. It's a yes. whole world different. This is the wedding that is shown in Bollywood movies. It is yes. because Bollywood movies are predominantly. Uh, you know, uh, Punjabis and Muslims yes. and North Northwestern folks that are in the M- Bollywood movies, yes. and that's why those movies show depict these kinds of weddings. But if you go into all the other uh, movies, and if you look at some South Indian movies and others, you will see that the weddings are very, very different different communities. So. Uh, and Chitra and uh, Chitra and Anisha are South Indians, and yes. Anisha married a Gujarati, so it's a whole different kind of wedding that they would do traditionally.
0: Yeah, what do you think about the fact that, like, the finale wrapped and we didn't get like any updates on what's going on with like Rishi and Monica? It like, sort Anisha's of wrapped
1: abruptly, right? There was no yeah. like, hey, this is where they are. There's no cards that say where you are, each of them. It was like, okay, is there another episode? What is going on here? Yeah, and then they, like, I think they are doing such a disservice to this show. I know there is enough viewership for them to renew the show, and their people are coming back. But they really, instead of putting all that effort into Southern Charm and into Winterhouse, they need to put some production effort and some money into this show so they can have a proper reunion. They can have some at least some production value cards in the end that talk about where each of these couples stand. It, at least uh, they could have shown a picture of Anisha's wedding. They could have done a whole bunch of different things and say Anisha got married, Anisha moved, and you know Bali moved in with O'Malley, something of that nature. And they did not say anything of that. Now people just are getting mad because- abruptly. Yeah, people
0: are getting mad because they feel like, well, Anisha got to get married separately and have her uh, wedding picture sold to people. So That's how so is funny. that any different than Juan and Robin who hid their stuff and then decided to take it to the Patreon?
1: <laughs> what? It's not now the same I have to say, thing.
0: It's not the same thing also because number one, Anisha wasn't engaged to this man. That was her boyfriend and he didn't want to be on camera. Correct. Two, it seemed like the show wrapped at Amrit's wedding. So yes. if she got married or engaged after Amrit's wedding, why would that be on the show? If production yes. was there. And also, she
1: didn't need Bravo to pay for that wedding like Robin and Juan did. <laughs> or Amrit and Nicholas did. Uh huh. $10,000 exactly. at the bar that was left behind at the end of the night. That's how yes. much they spent on the alcohol, Amrit yes. and Nicholas yes so well, it's the, like um, uh, the the bennies had to go down to make sure that all they got paisa, paisa was so, you know made, <laughs> they, had they had to, to go drink worth. the rest of the alcohol to make sure that they got all the alcohol that people had paid for that's yes. what a desi would do by the way yeah that's a very typical desi thing that we have paid for it Mm -hmm. so even if we are not enjoying let all of our relatives and all of our friends go down and we let them know that there's more alcohol left on our tap please go drink it and we're going to make sure that we get every penny's worth of you know
0: yeah like typically at our weddings like at my wedding or any of my cousin's weddings or my in-laws anybody's wedding like the family of the bride or the groom like the actual media families they don't even get to eat like during the wedding but what mm-hmm. ends up happening is the catering people will pack up that food because it's always a buffet and send it to your house. Yeah. And then the family that's there from out of town eats that food. And if there's any leftover, it gets given to like guests and stuff. Like we really like we will we will make sure every single morsel of rice Listen, that was. We paid will make for, sure that everything gets
1: recycled. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there's no wastage and then no the waste. food is not thrown out it's all taken care it's, of it's all if you ca- paid for it it's eaten yeah exactly doesn't matter if i have to you know add a few pounds to my body but it will get <laughs> it, will, it will get eaten
0: did you find it so weird that like i really genuinely thought that there was going to be one more episode because of how the monica and rishi thing ended they were like monica do you think that he's gonna propose and she's like i don't know and i was like oh we literally got no closure on this we got more closure on this like Bali moving in with O'Malley I don't care like yeah it that- was like a
1: two 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 episode uh you know arc of yeah. Bali story yeah. that started and ended in two
0: episodes <laughs> yeah it was literally 12 hours or something it was like yeah the day of the tea party to like the day of the barath and that was it yeah. I was like oh yeah. okay it like wrapped up um <laughs> yeah I just was like very confused by it and then Amrit and Vishal were on Watch What Happens Live afterwards but like that's it like yeah what Huh? yeah, I didn't understand it. I don't know. I think they are doing such a disservice mm-hmm.
1: to this show.
0: I do think that I think that a large portion of the show has been dedicated for good reason to the Amrit mm-hmm. and Nicholas stuff. I think that that is really important for the show for Bravo. Mm-hmm. but I think that what they're not focusing on is the rest of the stories that are also being introduced to us. Mm-hmm. I think that they've been kind of like pushed a little bit to the side. Because they're, I don't, I don't know. Maybe people don't find them interesting. I find but that's very where you have
1: a reunion and you can yeah. discuss it, and then you can bring it in full closure to all of that. So I, I just feel like, yeah, this is Bravo doing us dirty, us us yeah. dirty.
0: Yeah, exactly. Put them yeah. in the clubhouse. Put them on yeah. some stools. Yeah, exactly.
1: Well, I'm Why Why Nicholas and Amrit? You could have had all the whole class there. They yeah. would have come. You yeah. could
0: have put the whole main cast of young people and put the moms in the audience on Watch What Happens yeah. Live, and then that's it. Yeah. It was ridiculous. I don't yeah. know. I was just very disappointed. Especially when
1: it. it has earned you a Glad award, Bravo, when you don't deserve one for so many other reasons. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> exactly. I know. Uh, any other thoughts as we wrap up? No, that was it. It was a good two episodes. Two- the reunion Potomac by the way is giving it all I enjoy every bit of the show and I enjoyed the reunion um and that the way we talk about enjoyment is it it is not boring there's something happening every time it's funny it's thought-provoking and I don't want anyone to leave the show and that's a good good franchise to root for yeah I think uh, uh you know Family Karma gave a nice Nice little um, insight into desi culture. It was good. It ended on a positive note. It ended on a great note. I were I do worry. What is next in family karma? What is the next storyline? Like, what is what are we going to talk about? Because it seemed like sort of everything was even the the loose ends were not at interesting enough to sustain another season. And I certainly don't want to be thinking about babies and stuff like that. So it has to be something more compelling. So I do worry about family karma and what's coming next. And I'm wondering if the fact that there is no reunion means that they don't know what to do with them, with the the cast and what the storylines would be, especially since Anisha's moved away and Bali's moved away. So I don't know. I don't know what the future holds for that. So that makes me nervous.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It makes me nervous too. Well, we'll find out, I guess, in a couple of weeks. Um, I will not be here to cover next week's finale of uh, final reunion of oh Potomac because I will be traveling, but I will go on my Instagram stories. I will say, though, I'm going to be in London, and I don't know where I'm going to watch this. So if you know where I can watch these shows, <laughs> please let me know. God forbid I enjoy my time with my family. You I have to do, catch up. You
1: cannot log into your Hulu in London and watch it? No, because it says that thing. Doesn't it do that
0: thing where it's like, this doesn't work in this country.
1: That happens in India because it India blocks it. I don't know if London necessarily blocks. I mean,
0: I've it. gone to Mexico and not been able to watch shows. Oh, okay. So I feel like Because so I know that's when I travel
1: to India I cannot watch certain you know, I cannot watch um the US channels and everything because India blocks it. But I don't I know
0: just if- need to know how I can continue to use my peacock next yeah. week
1: when I'm on vacation in Europe. Yeah. Yeah. So Somebody I, tell her. Or yeah. you just have to reach out to somebody in London who also watches this and just crash their home. Just sit in with them.
0: <laughs> Don't tempt me, okay? All right. Um, that's it. I'll be back later on this week to talk to Kara Berry about uh, Vanderpump Rules and Summer House. Yeah, and my love. I will. She's... I will give her your sister-wife's love. And, <laughs> and then yes. I, and then, I I I worship at her feet for
1: sister. <laughs> and
0: then and I'll be back to talk about rehearsals of New Jersey and Real Houses of Miami on Saturday. And are the after Potomac wraps up, can you be on the Jersey episodes?
1: I'll try. I'll really try. I don't know, but I'll try. Because you're my family. Family. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many thoughts on Jersey already. It's like bursting through my head, but I'm like holding back on it. Oh, great. Hold that button, But also, Teresa? Jersey aggravates me though. Jersey and Teresa <laughs> aggravate me. so I get mad. Not, it's not a happy situation. I sit there getting aggravated and mad. Okay, okay, we'll get, get mad. i <laughs>